Hello friends and welcome back to Between Players. My name is Zach and I'm here again with my friend Evan. We are uh, doing part two of the only 20. This is going to be the second half of Evan's list, uh, starting at number 10 and moving up to number one. Um, originally, like these were, you know, the prompt was, you know, uh, pass me a list of the only 20 games you can play. So this is just the continuation of that. Last time we left off with the... Uh, extolling the uh the virtues of the first fallout game and all of its wonder uh, and from there we're jumping kind of away from from here on forward we're like probably not going to see any other uh i yeah we're definitely not going to see any other technical pc titles now we're like in prime console land and um uh the first item on here is you know kind of like I mean, it's been remade very recently. Shadow of the Colossus, you know, it has a lot of, um, I don't know, it feels very like peak PS2 design era. Like it was kind of, it felt like kind of like the best of the end of that like mm, yeah. season of the of the console. Uh, and the team, that, the team Ico that, you know, put that together and obviously their, their previous game Ico and then the follow-up, um, they, they have such a like, an insane style and i remember it was just like a it was like a revelation when i played it like i got completely lost in it but it's on your list um and i'm curious like is is part is it the is it i mean obviously like the gameplay of it like the story elements in shadow of the colossus are really awesome and how it tells the story is really interesting but for you um, and how it kind of connects to the other things that are on your list. Is this a game that is just kind of like, do you, is the appreciation kind of come from like the adventure exploration thing, or is it just the like subtlety of their design? Like what's the, what is the like, uh, emotive value for you that that's like got it placed on here? I think, I think, um, the main draw, um, is it was just that, uh, the change, it, it it was like it was a huge surprise playing this game i mm-hmm. had played previously and as we're going to go through the list tonight you'll see like what my picks from pretty much chronologically previous to this are very gamey they're very like they 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 set standards and they have um they have a, an expectation with you know um keys and red cards and you know the key cards i i, I mean um uh certain items in this dungeon now work in this dungeon, you know, and you, you, mm-hmm. you start to, you start to really get trained in how to, um, how to play a game, how to play a video game, what to expect, like what to, what you c- can kill and what you can, um, do to grind and to, uh, you know, get to that in that boss. And then that gets done at that level and then so on. And when I picked up, shadow of the colossus i just was i think i had played a lot of halo prior to that um and it was just like what is what is this like and it's funny because i didn't read anything about it mm. i just saw i think i saw a couple screen caps or something in a magazine at work and then i went home and i or i think i was no i had a I had a t-mobile sidekicks and i remember going on ebay i think it was on the uh-huh. sidekick thought that was the coolest thing at work i could do that and I bought the game. I didn't even have a PS2. Um, I just bought the game because my roommate had a PS2 at the time. Oh, okay. So I, uh, it came in the mail, and I was like, "Dude, can I borrow your PS2 for a while?" Because he he is he was playing like I want to say the uh, 
360 at the time or the PS3. One of those had just come out, mm-hmm. and he was so he's like kind of transitioning off, and you had yeah, the and he, he had this like PS2 just sitting there. I was like, "Do you mind if I play that? I'm gonna play this game." Shadow Cluster. Like, oh, that's fine. Yep. And I put it in. Didn't read. Didn't read anything else about it. And I'm just roaming. And so mm-hmm. I think you hit the nail on the head. The exploration, as as empty as the world is, in a way, it it didn't feel it didn't feel empty. It just felt like I was in this beautiful landscape, and I would see this occasional lizard and you know, <laughs> yeah. some fruit up in the tree. I wonder if I shoot it with this, with my bow and arrow, which is pretty much all you have is right. It's just a bow and arrow and a sword mm-hmm. and a horse and just the simplicity of it, the stripped downness of it. Um, and for a while I just explored until I stumbled on something. So I'm talking hours of gameplay of nothing. And then I would come around the corner and a cutscene happened. There'd be this Colossus and I was, and I would just be enamored and figure out this, got to climb all over this guy and kill him and take him down and feel amazing. And until about probably the sixth, I would say the fifth or sixth Colossi, I I finally realized that if you press and hold, I want to say it's circle. I'm not sure which button it is. um, And you're in sunlight. Oh, the beam. He he holds the sword up, you know, and Wander holds the sword up and you can kind of focus that beam where to go next. And even that Mm -hmm. is cryptic, right? It points toward a range of mountains. It's like, okay, well, how do I get around these but I didn't even know that. So, and for some reason that wasn't frustrating to me, like just diving in. I don't have enemies to, I have to kill in between. I don't have people I need to talk to. I don't have like things to collect. It was just find these colossi and defeat them. And it was so refreshing and it was so peaceful. The music was absolutely incredible. And I I hadn't heard of uh, eco at the time um, until toward my late game and then i realized oh this is that that was made before this at, mm-hmm. the, at the beginning of the ps2's yeah like the very or, beginning the very beginning and so eventually i got to that and and then i don't know if you know without spoiling things but the way those two connected mm-hmm. was such a cool uh just experience and like i think i had seen the trailer for it for shadow for for eco maybe oh, for eco um, I, or, or or saw some cl- you know screen caps or something, so I knew some like the look of it, and then anyway, the connection was really cool. yeah yeah. I really thought that was fantastic and just a really awesome way of doing it. Um, and yeah, and I just and then immediately beat you know once I finally beat it, I think I, I just started playing again. You mm. know, I just remember playing again. I, I, I didn't necessarily beat it straight away like that second time in a row. And mm-hmm. Then I put it away for a while. And um, I got married a few, a couple years later. And <laughs> this is a funny story that my, I remember growing up, my mom always being like, oh, you're not going to be able to play video games your entire life. You know, you're going to have to get a job. You're going to have to, you know, you're going to get married and uh, you have to put those games away. And I just remember, I don't know why, but that always stuck in my head. And so mm-hmm. when, when we got married, I had a PS2. So I finally got one and then got mm-hmm. a couple other games, you know, and uh, I just put it away and I, I just like, didn't have it out. I just, it was just in my mind, like, oh, I have to put this childish thing away. I'm grown up now. Mm-hmm. And then one day I was bored and my uh, wife was working or she was out with friends or something. And I was I was like, oh, yeah, with the PS2, let me break that out. And so I started playing Shadow of the Colossus. And she comes in and she's like, oh, what's this? And I was like, oh, yeah, it's this game called Shadow of the Colossus. And then she sat down and just we just watched me play. And we played it or I played it. And she watched it for a good couple of hours at least. And she was like, that was just an amazing game. 
And then I had like Silent Hill 2, which we'll, you know, spoiler alert, we'll talk about here in a minute. Um, it's on my list as well. And then what? other other games. That, so that was like a whole like kind of like revolution, like a yeah. sort of like new revolution for you, like you and oh, the yeah. wife sharing time on the couch mm-hmm. playing PS2 games. And this exactly. it's interesting because this like block of, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four titles are all from that era. And you, you already hinted at, so I'm going to go ahead and like have you, uh, we'll just we'll, like try to like, put these all together in some so like you're playing shadow of the colossus that kind of like lights the fuse yep um you've got three other standouts here that i think are absolutely like staples of of uh, the design and the time yeah. Oh, yeah. um so like mgs3 gta's vice city and silent hill 2 yeah when you talked about silent hill 2 um is this another one that like was like a strong connection point for you and the wife or oh, big like, time because we, we both are you're horror fans right like, yeah a little, a little too much like we we <laughs> we 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 uh we have a number of um you know various like horror properties on t-shirts of like we both have and like yeah yeah, yeah i'm sure it's that i'm almost a little embarrassed to wear in front of a kid but not my kid <laughs> um you know uh we yeah we love we love horror uh yeah. we love horror games she can't really play them as mm-hmm. much um but she loves the game. So like, you know, I'm often the driver for, for whatever horror game it is. Sure. Um, and we get super excited for whatever comes out and we play it, you know? Um, so I was going to ask was a like, big one. yeah. What? So like, instead of resident evil, you know, which, you know, it's like by the time it hits PlayStation two, resident evil is starting to shift more into that, like kind of action category where it's yeah. like, there's horror Very elements, horror, yeah. but really it's more army of darkness than it is like, uh, psychological horror right and um it's a bit of a camp to it mm-hmm, a little bit of camp and i mean like yeah you're suplexing uh it's it a lot of camp but it's great i mean they're <laughs> great for what they are campy. yeah um but yeah so silent hill makes the cut as like true especially silent hill 2 kind of like makes the cut as like true horror um and honestly is like kind of a hard game to come by i think like if you wanted to experience silent hill 2 again you only have like a couple of real avenues for it right well so i you know recently during the pandemic here yeah i you know i was getting hankering to play again i do have my ps2 still it's right up here on the Ah. dust i think it still could run and i have my game i have my you know slew of silent hill games um and so i i I looked at it i was like i want to play that but then i i remember there was a pc release i think they released two three and four Oh, PC. I want to say okay. and fans have like have of course modded it, not like silly. I'm sure there are some silly mods, but like they've uh-huh. modded it to like widescreen HD support. Um, you know, just some like basically some like nice polishing that Konami would never do. Uh, in their <laughs> in the infinite un as as of this recording, <laughs> yeah, as of this recording, I don't know. We'll see. They'll probably uh, as of this recording, they are all pachinko, you know, machine yeah, yeah. properties at this point still. So it's it's kind of sad what they're doing with that property. But yeah, pyramid um, heads, uh, gambling, uh, ga- <laughs> gambling machines, <laughs> staring at you. It's like I mean, the implication of who Pyramid Head is and what he does, what he represents, it's like, and, all and it's that sitting stuff. here on this like lit up like gambling machine i don't know it just doesn't make any sense anyway um it's the pc port is surprisingly good but even better with these mods and um sort of just polishings and so i i I picked it up again this past year um and i was playing through it and it looks great on the tv you know with you know these these enhancements 
Um, so that that would be the best way to play is look it up on PC. Okay, find, find it and then find the um, little projects, the fan projects that have really made it work really well. Like work with an Xbox controller and or whatever controller you have hooked up to your PC and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so you can have like the most like kind of That's natural the best way to do it. Console I experience. Say, I almost would say don't if you haven't played like two, three, or four, or whatever that was in that trilogy mm-hmm. that was re-released on the PS3, I think it was, then don't ever play it then. Just watch a playthrough because that that playthrough or that port is so bad. Like they oh, re-recorded the some PC of the port? Art. Not the PS3 port, the... Oh, it's, it's I'm like sorry, a PS3... Like collection or something. Okay. What, what they call it? It was just a, it was one of those, it's kind of like this most recently, again, I, you know, yeah. this is dated with, but recently within the past month or two, we had that GTA quote-unquote definitive uh, edition that was just this horrible horrible yeah um, port. Of that's kind of is kind of the same thing it was very well, similar speaking speaking to that then we'll we'll shift yeah, we'll shift gears nice, to yeah. <laughs> poor vice city who's gotten a rough ride <laughs> vice city, as of right yeah. now yeah but in it's in its hay and its glory on ps2 i assume this is another ps2 mm-hmm. classic for you um yeah like so like the what ps2 a- era of gta games you know like there's three which is like very much the like first 3d uh gta game and kind of like crime for fun oh yeah you know very italian genre, mobster genre defining and mm-hmm. and like you know all of a sudden we see these clones of you know these open world crime game type things and uh uh vice city like what what was it about the tone of that one versus the other two because like you picked fallout for its you know kind of a lot of originality Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but two uh vice city is like you know the i'm not going to call gta 2 but like but vice city is like in between the foundational game and then kind of like the um so you've got like italian mobster uh miami vice right meets i don't know uh, like you you should probably like you'll do a better job describing it it's like well, it's just an eighty. It's an eighties love letter, right? It's like yeah. you know, it's just it's just oozing with that neon pink and you know Miami uh, leisure suits, and the soundtrack is out of this world. And mm-hmm. I think with three, it was eye opening. It was incredible. We had I remember having so much fun with that. I remember I was in college when three came out. I just heard about it, but I wasn't sure about it because I think I had played one or two, you know, the top down mm-hmm. ones, and maybe that London one or. Was it yeah, the second one was in London. The first one was, uh, I guess, I don't know, Amer- I don't know America-ish. Well, I, I think it was it a proto Liberty City. It is it? Liberty City. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I remember playing some of that top down and was like, oh, this is interesting. But you know, it, it, that was it. And when three came out, uh, a friend of mine, we were. I remember I was in a psychology class and uh in college, and this guy, I was sitting next to this guy in the back, and he was just like, dude, kind of bored right now. He's like, do you want to like? slip out and go play gta 3 and i was like what's that and he was like oh you haven't played that yet i was like oh, i don't even know no he's like grand theft auto man we gotta go play it and i'm thinking he's we're gonna hop in his car and go to his house or something yeah so go to his car and he he's he's like here you can go ahead and take a spin at it and i was like what and he pops down his um his glove compartment and there's a screen in there oh my god under the under the tv or, or i'm sorry under the um under the uh the seat, the PS3 or the PS2 was under the seat. Oh it was almost God. like, you remember the CD changers you'd have like under your seat and car? Yeah, yeah. 
it was like that like he was like had it kind of like mounted under there and so he could have this mobile playstation 2 like just entertainment center and we this sat there very for, west coast customs yeah uh, no i was very and very ahead <laughs> of its time too i mean it was like in 2001 yeah like I, where did he get a screen for that it had to be expensive but yeah, um yeah that's so funny. So you're like sitting in the parking lot playing at, Grand Theft Auto at a community <laughs> college, supposed to be in a in a in a psychology class. You know, I'm sure we were like missing out something, and but we're playing GTA three and played until like, I mean, played just for a good couple of hours. I'm sure his battery was like going to run his battery down, but and he and I was just enthralled. I was like, wow, this game's amazing. So then, you know, we had a lot of fun with it, but GTA three really is like the chaos simulator. Like, there's not uh-huh. much in the way of story, or it's not as memorable. And it's it's okay. Um, there's a couple things that I remember, but not much. Right. And then and then three or a Vice City came out, and it was just the '80s thing was like just enthralled. I was enthralled with that, mm-hmm. and the soundtrack was just out of this world with all the license. And the narrative stronger. They the like, narrative was stronger. Recognizable care like voice actors. A lot of actors. Yeah, they. Like, that, was, like, that was the first time they like really put some dough down for uh you know a. Right a star power or whatever yeah and so you had like some cool uh like scenes that were really engaging and mm-hmm. like um and the gameplay was of course a ton of fun we said yeah but I, I, you know again we're getting into nostalgia big time nostalgia yeah like, yeah stuff now um like i do have nostalgia for some of these like dark souls and something but that's still very recent like this is like when i was just dating my girlfriend at the time and like we would stay up at, at my friend's house like every three three nights out of the week we'd be at his house and his mom would take orders on like you know what foods and stuff we wanted because she went to the store she was that you know i don't know i feel like everyone had that house they went to where the mom was like i got your favorite sodas in there and it's like a 24 pack of like you know barks root beer and i'm like oh crap this is awesome yeah yeah. you know chicken parm is there for you guys whatever you know you got your snacks and all this so that's what we did we did that and we played like you know uh, among other games, we played Vice City and we played so much of it. Um, yeah, and that's uh, it's two oh two. It's two thousand two is the release of Vice City, which yeah, is which was just a year after three. Yeah, it came out fast. It was kind of interesting how quickly they were able to like turn then, key the next and game. San Andre- I mean, San Andreas was a very close. It was kind of neck and neck. Like, what do I choose with? Sure, sure. It was like the best of the eighties and then the best of the nineties, right? Yeah. Like Boys in the Hood and all that type of. Um, they both have um, super strong vibes, but man. I could totally understand going with Vice City and the fact that you're like, it's the introduction of that like really strong narrative, but it still was chaotic and they didn't th- like uh, nail you down too hard. I think what, I think what actually did it for me um, really nailed it or narrowed it down was the map size was kind of the perfect size. Uh, the, okay. in, in, in San Andreas, it, it San gets, Andreas big. gets big. When you get to the countryside, I remember clearly one, uh, one mission I went out there and I wrecked my car way out in the country mm-hmm. and there's just nothing was coming by. It was like, I don't know if the, it like it was like bug or something, but like no cars were coming by. Right. And I had to walk so far run. So, you know, so far. And I was like, it, so it's like the okay, right this size is too big. It's it's vice city. Not only does it have a strong feel, it has strong story, banging soundtrack, but like digestible landscape right right makes, like, yeah makes total and, makes total and, sense and like i you know we fast forward to but every every grand theft auto has been thoroughly engaging i've enjoyed them immensely but like there's just a lasting power with that i think i've played i don't know i've gone back to my city so many times um mm-hmm. 
on different consoles. And that's why I was really excited for this trilogy. I'm glad it didn't, the definitive editions. I'm glad I didn't actually buy them, but um, I do have like the PC version of Vice City and San Andreas. And there's some mods that make that a little more yeah, quality of life and stuff like that. So again, a lot of that's a, that's a common theme in all of this. If it can play on the PC, look into mods because they, at minimum, they can like brighten it, you know, yeah. Put smooth over some it. of the mm-hmm. older, just like you said, like make quality of life improvements that like make, make it feel fresh again. Right. Because I think, I think we're like, when you get to N64 and then, or below N64, they have like the like games in Super Nintendo era and, and lower sort of have this lasting power of like the pixel art scales. Well, it looks yeah, good yeah. still. There's not much you need to change um, or should change, but introducing polygons in 3d environments and already you have like a you could have like a buggy mess yeah you just dealt with right because that's what you had yeah old 3d it's funny how like when we were playing it old 3d feels new right but then when you look backwards you're like oh like you know like with every new concert like oh this is the wildest shit we've ever seen yeah this is the wildest shit you've ever seen (laughs) and then you look backwards a little bit and you're like oh wow i can't believe like I got so much out of this. Like I was able to like yeah. put myself in those places. And it's not to say it's unplayable. Like it's totally no, no. playable. Um, I, like I've talked about in some of these things, I think a lot of times we need to remember where we come from, maybe as far as gamers go, you know, and, and like chill out a little, like it's okay if it's not perfect. Sure. Um, I kind of, I kind of gravitate towards that in games, even modern, like uh, one I wanted to put on this list uh, was called deadly premonition, which is this mm-hmm. totally broken game. But, <laughs> like as far as mechanics go and like again yeah. talk, talk about a, a map that's just too big for its britches and like uh, the driving mechanics suck but it's it's so charming and so engaging in a lot of ways and you know a lot of grasshopper manufacturer games like suda 51 like uh his games no like, more heroes um, no more heroes they're just like a slog to play sometimes but there's so much genuine uh, energy in it at the same time and just yep batshit stuff and it, it's it makes fun. it kind of infectious and yeah. it, it helps you like move through the things that would normally be like technical letdowns or would right. be distracting so that that all that said you know yeah a um if i did break down my ps2 right now and play vice city you know it's totally doable it'd be fun i think it'd totally be fun so the last um, game that you'd be playing on there according to this list would be metal gear solid 3 yes and the best of the metal gears i can totally get with this like i feel like three is three might be i'm not gonna i'm gonna say something i'm I'm not gonna this is your list so i'm gonna i'm just gonna i'm just like trying to agree with i agree with this as like being the if you're gonna pick an mgs i think this is probably the right one yeah i think if five had um a more succinct story if either there's somebody to rein Kojima in in the nicest way possible, sure, or give them or give them a hard no. This can't be an episodic thing. I don't know what happened there. It was definitely something was not there because that story was all over the place and it just it just ended. It did yeah. not finish. There's a lot of ham fisted like you know online kind of stuff in yeah. that. It's sort of it's like why did we waste time on that instead of just finishing anyway? But the gameplay was perfected. That I mean, if you want just a straight fun game, Metal Gear Solid Five is that that game. It's so fun. Um, but with three, all the, all the but three really, 
was the best of all of the old ones, in my opinion, where you didn't have an online component bogging it down or kind of kind of getting in the way. Like Peace it Walker wasn't a kinda, competing interest. It was more focused. Right. Uh, you've got like there's this like really strong 70s James Bond throwback. Yeah. Yeah. Feel a, to a lot of a it. Legit good James Bond esque song. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter's song is a banger. That thing is so good. And the cutscenes are so good. The tech in it, um, just like everything works. Like there's no bug. It's not a buggy game and it just works. All yep. the little systems that you had to do were arcadey enough, but immersive enough. So like yeah. eating, um, making sure that you had to kill some food or find rations and things like that. There's patching yourself of, up. Patching yourself up when you get like a bullet wound or a burn yep. and you had to do the right little, it's like a little mini surgery game, but yep. mini enough that it wasn't um, too much. It didn't right. get, it didn't get, you know, you could kind of speed through it, you know? Yeah, um, it's like they're they're like simulation mechanics but they're in an arcade they have like an arcadey feel so it's like right it's a little thing to do but it's not it's not a chore it's not a chore at all like none of them even though there's a bunch of them like there's like yeah. all kinds of little like i mean the camouflage system is, is so incredible and so cool and hilarious and hilarious <laughs> yeah and like and then just like yeah his humor was there like this it was yeah. it's the most like um sort of not i i'm so 14 i'm deep type story mm. um even though even though it is that at times you know i mean that's just kojima's style like it's he's yeah yeah be, definitely his he, thing. He, all of his stuff is like a you know 14 year old boy like wrote this um you know it's uh and and things uh, like the the menu is always good to like um to navigate it's like real crunchy and like um the 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 sound effects that he has like he always just have these, these like crisp sound effects that it's just a pleasurable experience from start to finish in every bit of it. So like real quick, I'll jump to like an early one. One of the first ones I talked about death stranding, you know, he does it again in a lot of ways, but one of his, one of the, one of the um, potential annoyances I think with people is you're just smashing the a button or the X button to get through those menus in death stranding. Cause they're just mm. overwhelming. There's so many of them. And you kind of don't know why they're there, but in Metal Gear Solid Three, like they're just well done. Like they're 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 very again succinct. Like they're to the point. And you go in, you do your surgery, you go in, you eat. You know, oh, that's a that's a rotten snake. I can get rid of that one. You know, and kill another snake and whatever it is. It's just yeah. There's so much cool, so much, so many cool things to come with it. Yeah. Um. That they really kind of. Really fully featured. I feel like he was like really stretching a lot of those mechanics in a way that, like you said, kind of comes into full, full force and in a five, but in three, he's like definitely demoing a lot more, a lot more like stuff to do with snake and uh, like, or whoever your protagonist is basically the, you know, the avatar of snake. Um, And yeah. Oh, another one other thing was like the one of the most memorable boss fights I've ever had in any game to this day and still hasn't quite met the level of like just like what just happened was the boss fight with um, the end. I think it was the end. Is that his name? Is that that the one where you walk through the water? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You're right. The the end. Yeah, yeah. The the old man. The old man one. Like that was just like the coolest, weirdest like what do I do here? And and what's cool is I read. I think, I think it's true, 
but you can so it's this old guy he's like in a wheelchair and a bunch of cutscenes prior and then all of a yep. sudden you, you go into this like kind of wooded area and you're getting sniped and you cannot i mean he'll kill you one hit and you have to you have to like hunt him down but he's and he's i think he ta- either he talks or like maybe you have like a codec or something that talks about him how he's so committed to you know his sniper ability that he'll die he's going to you know kill he'll kill you until he dies or something i can't mm. remember exactly what the conversation was yeah but I, but I, I eventually you know kind of crept around and found him and you kill him that way yeah like this parrot or something i think you could kill anyway um but apparently if you log out of the game or log out if you if you save the game and quit and come back like a few days later it's a certain number of days like real real time yeah, yeah, yeah real time wow. days goes past a certain number of days once it goes past a certain number of days you log in he dies <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> from, yeah. From, he just from old age yeah and yeah like, what a what a wacky i mean again very kojima it's very like, kojima yeah like because if you think back to like mgs1 with the psycho mantis fight mm-hmm. and the controller port and memory card reading stuff oh, yeah like, it's oh, like you play konami's um <laughs> Whatever, if whatever, whatever Konami game, game waters, you may have yeah. played on your PlayStation. Also, he'll oh. like, I think he like would report on the amount of traps you tripped or like times you got caught or something. Like, yeah, like, he talks a lot of, about like he's tracking. He's like tells you some stats about your gameplay, which yeah. is, it's funny you mentioned the uh, other Konami games because um, one of those PS One games that he uh, that I played that is on your list. <laughs> that he that psychomantis reads is castlevania symphony of the night that's right so, yeah so and i hadn't played that at the time so that oh is on, okay. that is on my list but i hadn't played it at the time so i didn't experience it in that way did you did you ah, experience it that way yeah so i played it on playstation and then played metal gear and when mantis reads my memory card he said something about the fact that i played um castlevania oh, i forgot amazing. what his line was but it was something snarky yeah. about vampires yeah, um, Castle, Castlevania is a um, yeah. That's on my list. The 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 next one here. It's yeah, Symphony of the Night specifically. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, that's actually the the most. Let's see, out of all the games I listed, that one is the most recent one that I've played. I played that this oh, year in terms of like okay of completing it. I should say yeah yeah. Um, I I you know dabbled here and there with like playing it at a friend's house or maybe. Mm. Um, you know, being like, oh, this is great. This is a cool game, but never, I didn't own a PS. It was on PS1, wasn't it? Yeah, it was originally released on PS1. Uh, it was the first of the big Igarashi mm-hmm. directed games. And yeah, like it kind of, it's the other half of the Metroidvania, like, no, like nomenclature. Like that was actually the game that people that started really... saying like Metroidvania as like a, a style right, right and for obvious reasons right like it does yeah. a lot of the metroid things but in castlevania world right right yeah it really like uh is super metroid on my list no no it's not but it, it was a close it was one of the a close cut- ones yeah, it was one of those cutting room floor ones which is another series that i just started this year i had never mm. played metroid games until this year and they were fantastic most of them but like super metroid was incredible but mm. castlevania symphony of the night really just kind of edged it out because yeah. of the um the setting i just enjoyed the setting more mm-hmm. um i love like that, that dark kind of fantasy monsters and dracula and all that um 
it was an engaging story, surprisingly. Like that's, yeah. I don't know. I just didn't, I don't know why I didn't expect that because I've played other Castlevania games, but I, I grew up playing, you know, I played like the first Castlevania and then I fumbled my way at, through Simon's quest, never getting any, anywhere really. Cause that game you, you can't get through without a guide or at least at the time, you know, I feel like we all know how to get the tornado now, but like <laughs> or that wind, the wind thing that take you away. But like, how are you supposed to know that? Like, you know, I, I, I mean, I didn't play it, so like, you're, yeah, like you, you're you have to log than me already. Oh, but. You, have to, you have to go like to a, uh, you have to like you start in, an air, in one area, and you have to go all the way to the left and like crouch for f- against a wall for a few number of seconds, and then this, like, you know, tornado comes and takes you to where you're supposed to go, and like you're never gonna know that anyway. Yeah, it it that was a weird game, but I played a lot of the first one. I think you know Nintendo. I just love this. I love the feel of it. Again, that is hard as hell and I never got through it. Um, and then I, I think on the um, Game Boy Advance in the DS, those, the various oh, the ones that were on the, series. Yeah, the Circle of Moon or something, Portrait of Ruin, I believe. Portrait the, of Ruin, yeah, yeah. Aria. Aria of Sorrow. Sorrow. Those games were so good. And like, I was, I really started to fall in love with Castlevania games. Mm-hmm. And at the time I just didn't have any method of playing um, Symphony of the Night is uh, that easily um, without like getting a PS one, I think. Mm-hmm. And eventually uh, I think on my PS three, I ended up buying it on the digital store there. And that yeah. was like one of the few digital games I had bought at the time. And I played through a good amount of it. And this was probably like in 2010 mm-hmm. and I was really enjoying it. I was like, man, this is it. okay. I see why people like have this on lists. Um, and so, you know, one of the classic things, something happened, I got dis- distracted and, yep. um, I mean, it very well could have been dark souls that I got distracted with. Cause it was around that time when dark souls came out and, uh, I, I didn't pick it up again until this year. And it was, it was about, I want to say it was October maybe mm. of 2021 that I started it. And I just, for like two weeks, I just straight, I just every, just explored every nook and cranny in that castle. Uh, I I think I had known that the castle eventually, you know, is inverted and you kind of yeah. have to go through it again uh, in that way. And I thought, what a dumb way to do that, because I hadn't gotten to that point in my previous play playthroughs. Uh, I was like, oh, what a dumb like kind of that seems easy, but it works so well. Like, I don't know why it just it works so well to um to have like a new experience, like with it just upside down, with everything just upside down. Yeah. I mean, obviously new enemies and harder enemies. It definitely the, the, I thought it was pretty easy up until that point, And then it kind of ramps up. Um, yeah. The difficulty. The, the yeah. Difficulty like really ramps up, but it's, it's kind of a funny game in that like it had, it had all, it had like a strong connection to the previous title. There were multiple characters that make appearances in the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have multiple endings, lots of secrets. It's a game that just like, I don't know, like, it, it feels kind of like another game on your list, actually, um, that I would I replayed it the same way uh, I play and, and maybe similarly, I'm kind of bouncing around, but like um, kind of maybe the same way you played Zelda Link to the Past and that like yeah. it was just so much fun to beat that I would just play it because it was fun to just like unlock stuff and right. figure out like how I could like cut my own time down and stuff like that. It's in Link to the Past. Yeah, Zelda Link to the Past on Super Nintendo is on my list as well. And or what you're talking about here and introducing. Yep. And he and that game made it um, because I couldn't put all the Zeldas on as one whole, you know, thing. Yeah. Uh, so I had to pick one. And I was like, well, that one really introduced 
all of the kind of tropes in Zelda games, like where you find a, a specific item in a dungeon and you use that in that dungeon. Um, but the cool thing about Link to the Past is you you don't have to do all of them in the exact order. Like you can, like, like as you said, I've played it through multiple times too, and you can kind of go about it in different orders, yeah. some, some of them, and you can use items. Items are also just valuable throughout the world. Yeah. Both, both in the light and dark world, you know? And whereas like a lot of, I think they started to kind of like slowly get away from that with each installment. Um, yeah. It became later, more, it became more like, like there's like a sequence you had to follow. A sequence you had to follow. Not only that, but you have to use this item in this dungeon and then it's yeah. kind of in your inventory. You might find a, a tiny bit of a use for it, but it really is not much, you know? Yeah. I think and, there's, you're right. There's only a couple of dungeons, I think in link to the past where like, you have to have at least like these two tools in order for you to be successful in it. Right. And, but yeah, for the most part, like uh, a lot of them, it felt if memory serves, like a lot of the magic items uh, were like extra and they would do extra things in the world, but didn't necessarily impact your ability to solve the dungeons. And that, that is a really cool aspect of the game. Yeah. And again, and it's fun. Again, it's fun. Like, yeah, the gameplay is just solid. You know, yep. again, we have the, the whole package here because you have the, the bang and soundtrack. Um, you can you can like use different items, too, to kind of get through the level. Like, I, I can't. Isn't this the one where you can beat? Or is that the first game where you can beat um, Ganon at the very end with the net? Like, you can. Ref- I think you don't have to use the sword. Oh, I don't know. I. Think- I- I think it's this one, but I just thought stuff like that is like, even if it was kind of like an accidental bug and stuff, the, that might be <laughs> the sequence breaking that you can do, which is yeah. very famous in like, you know, Super Metroid, which is what I really loved about that game is like, I can do this kind of my way, you yeah. know, um, present this world and, and then you can kind of do it in your way. And I, that's what, that's what really made Breath of the Wild such a great game. I'm switching over to the newest installment that they they set a a rule uh, a list of rules and um kind of like element elemental sort of reactions that are that are logical to yeah then you use those in that world and so have at it go you know figure it out and i thought that was so well done and that was i mean that's one of those where i want to go back to like 10 years from now i want to see if breath of the wild still holds up if it is in a better way over Link to the Past, you know, because mm-hmm. those are kind of neck and neck for me as far as the best Zeldas that are out there. Totally. Like I have, you know, a couple others that I just love. Like I love Zelda 2. I think Zelda 2 is a great game. Oh, on the, I, on the NES. Yeah, NES, but I think it's Zelda's more of adventure. a nostalgia thing. Like I think yeah. it's, I don't, the gameplay is hard and it's kind of unfair. It's a much harder game and it feels more experimental. And whereas yeah. like Link to the Past feels like, yeah, it just feels like so solidly designed, and mm-hmm. like you said, like there's just so many like things about it that allow it, like allow for massive replayability. Exactly. And yeah. Even though it's an RPG, it's really an action adventure game, um, and it's got like I don't know, it's kind of like it's it's like a it's like a, it sounds like it it's a it's a what's the word I'm looking for? It's like a good friend. It's very it's very yeah. uh, approachable and reliable. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And when you when you when you talk to them again after like years of not being around them, you just pick up right where you left off. You know exactly, and you, and you can do that. And even though it is considered a role playing game, the other two two of your 
two of the games I want to I want to jump to next are actual role play. Well, what we <laughs> what what most people think of when they think of role playing game, which is a menu based uh, JRPG. Our these two JRPGs, base. yeah. Um, these two games that you've got here are kind of to me like it's interesting because they're they're samples of the sort of like golden era of SquareSoft, mm-hmm. but they are not uh, what I would consider the traditional pieces to pick right um because they're kind of like one of them to me is like is like the greatest uh tag team game ever uh and the other one is like the greatest experimental uh rpg ever rpg ever yeah Yeah. so why don't you why don't you introduce these two so uh, the two wonders these two um of i think i would say my favorite rpgs um are earthbound and Chrono Trigger mm-hmm. and those two just um, stuck out in a, you know, not, not as much nostalgia because I remember them. I do remember them growing up. Um, I remember the big box um, for earthbound and I always thought that oh, was yeah. cool. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, that's so cool. You could do that. And then I remember a friend having Chrono Trigger. And so I, you know, played a little bit at his house, yeah. but you know, I didn't grow up playing these until, um, I discovered what an emulator was in my senior year in high school or no, my junior in between my junior and senior year in high school that summer. And I remember this is like, it's going to date me too, of course, but um, it was the summer that survivor first started on TV, that TV oh, wow. series okay. survivor. Yeah. So yeah. First series. So my summer consisted of watching survivor every week that it came on. And then the rest of the time I was in my little like hole, like this like, cave, like with my computer and downloading games and trying to like like or like figuring out what an emulator is. I was like, oh, this is insane. I can play any <laughs> Super Nintendo game. And so I was like, oh yeah, there's that game Chrono Trigger mm-hmm. I'd heard about. And I started playing it. And I remember just being like, oh, it's kind of a basic, you know, medieval-y kind of fantasy thing. And then it and obviously again, a lot of the common themes here is it's like the music was incredible. Yep. That, that held me in. And then you have the whole thing with the fair. And I eventually get to the castle and then they have that, um, the trial. Yeah. That's what really stuck out to me was like the trial. And they remembered what I had done at the fair. Like the, when I had, um, say I treated, like treated people. So like I helped a guy get his lunch back or something or, Uh or, and then like get somebody's cat or something. And then, you know, yeah, there's one with a cat. And then, uh, also how, how you treat, uh, 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 not Luca. What's her name? The princess, the princess. Yeah. 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 And so it was all those things. And I was like, Holy cow, that is the coolest thing in a game. I have never seen something like this before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, uh, I just jumped all in and I didn't get to actually finish it. Cause it's, at this time, this was like 2000. So like, I, I forget which emulator it was, but it's still in its infancy. And so not all games ran hundred percent. And, mm-hmm. and Chrono Trigger had a problem with, with the shader or like the, the, like the way the game was developed, like I don't know, or the way the emulator was developed, it, it wouldn't read certain levels of the game. So hmm. once I got to, once I got to the future, uh, uh, which time period was it? It's the one where you're underground the whole time, and it's like going through like the kind of 
like almost like a sewery kind of part. Do you remember that? I can't remember. Uh, I want to say that's the future. There's like a bunch of broken biomes up top, and there's yeah. some like robots. Like, like every, yeah, robots in the. Every, that's I think that's where you first. All get the Robo. people live underground, and they're yeah. like they're like malnourished, and they're kind of like right. they don't like function really well. Yeah, they kind of just live down below because the robots are so dangerous. Yeah, and so that emulator couldn't like show that very well. Like first, it, you had to like change filters or something. And oh, like, interesting. I so I couldn't see where I was going, and it was like a real hurdle. So I, I you know, kind of put it away for a little bit and then it came out on the ds which is a fantastic it's probably the best way to play it um the ds version and so Mm. i got that on ds you know again this was around my like gaming renaissance when my wife is like no i like games you like games let's play games so (laughs) you know i was actually able to like buy games and like really get excited for them and follow them and it's only gone up from there yeah um and and earth or uh, i'm sorry uh chrono trigger on that is uh really good it's a really good game um so i played it through the through that and then every i would say like i want to say it's like every couple years i'll just Just pick it up pick it up and play through it because it's not that long of a game that's the other cool thing about it yeah that's true and there's multiple ways again multiple ways to beat it multiple ways to beat it sometimes i beat a little quicker than others and also there's always something new like i'm always seeing something that i didn't see in my yeah it's like a very good book or a very good movie where like Uh there are so many layers and there's so many little things that the writers and artists put in there and it's like every time you experience it you get to find some new little thing that was hidden before right and that is that is a that's a really cool that's a really cool aspect and i feel like that also applies to your your well certainly one of your last two and it kind of like in encapsulating your super nintendo run here well we haven't talked um, about earthbound oh that's true that's true yeah Earth, we only, earthbound we grazed, was the other yeah earthbound was the earthbound. other <laughs> the other rpg that hit me in a very similar way but in yeah an, in an it edges out chrono trigger for me just just by a little bit like it's a little bit above chrono trigger for me as far as earthbound and i think it's because i gravitate towards these these quirky rpgs like uh, as we, i previously talked about with lisa the painful yeah and um i'm currently playing through uh um disco elysium and there are these mm-hmm. rpgs that are set more in a either a an odd future or a weird present or even just a common kind of like modern setting um and it that that alone i think because of that it always comes with a bit of a quirkiness with it mm-hmm. and earthbound is just like the you know the game for quirk like it's just it's hilarious it's laugh out loud funny and for a game from 1994 what was it 94 or 5 that came out it, that to this day like when i read this stuff i laugh out loud sometimes and it's heartfelt and again talking about a great soundtrack that i still listen to i have it on vinyl i found mm. it last summer and i was like i'm gonna get this i'm gonna spend a little extra than i probably normally would but it's really cool to have and i got like the i got the nest purple version oh um, nice uh which was nest cool. purple pressing of the yeah the nest of the, purple pressing of, of the, the of, did they call it the mother two yeah, yeah, it was another two one. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, for listeners who don't know Earthbound, um, it's actually a Japanese series called Mother, and the first one is is for Nintendo is really difficult, mm-hmm. um, just super grindy turn based RPG and very like Nintendo level graphics and stuff like that. There there are some mods out there that have made it a little more um, approachable, and I played it mm-hmm. through once and it's fun. But it, Earth, it's kind of like um, Evil Dead, like it's like the first Evil Dead. 
is very rough around the edges. Yeah. And then they came back with some more money or I don't know how it worked exactly with Earthbound or Mother 2 and stuff, but they have more of a production with the second one. So they really polished it because it's very similar in a lot of ways. Um, And Earthbound, just like the journey is really cool. Like you get this four party system and the the characters are all unique. Um, It's also one of the only RPGs that I can think of. And again, I haven't played every RPG. I'm not a huge RPG head, but like I have played a good amount. And it's the only RPG that I can think of that had this mechanic that once you, once you got to a certain level, when you would go through and inevitably backtrack to another area, or if you happen to be in an area where there were lower enemies, mm-hmm. when they ran into you, because it wasn't turn, it wasn't random encounters. You either. would see them kind you of like see in on the trigger. You'd see yeah. the little people on You'd the screen. You'd see the sprites on the screen and you could avoid them if you're careful mm-hmm. in some ways. Um, and uh, just on a side note, I, I find random encounters like really annoying, even though ostensibly it's the same thing i mean you're encountering other anyway but to be able to see an yeah, enemy yeah. coming at you is something also there's yeah. a mechanic of like if the enemy hits you in the back they get a they get a hit first yeah and vice versa they get a surprise attack yeah they get like a surprise attack and so that mechanic alone makes you is a, just that little simple 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 strategy mm-hmm. makes it so much more engaging to take an enemy head on or try to get away from it and then turn mm-hmm. it in the last second so you don't get a surprise attack on you yeah, um, but what what the other mechanic that I don't see often in a, in an RPG, especially turn based ones, is once you reach a certain level where you're going to automatic where you'll just pummel that enemy, it doesn't even waste your time. The enemy runs into you, and then it a split screen instead of that screen kind of like animating and then going to a battle screen, mm-hmm. it like it just you hear like a little scuffle sound, and then it says you won, and so you just immediately oh that's kill it cool. and get you know, one or two XP, very low XP. And yeah, you might, yeah, yeah. you might get a drop from him or something, but, um, but it's because you're so high, uh, you're so above their, their level that they just kind of like surrender. <laughs> like yeah, you instantly, they, you're yeah, instantly and the, game, the winner. Again, this is a game that doesn't, doesn't waste your time. A game that yeah. doesn't, tr- it doesn't pad it. And I just think there's a lot of RPGs that did that. Maybe, maybe for technical reasons initially, or maybe because the innovation wasn't there yet. There are games that still do that to this day. Yeah, that yeah, are in, yeah. That, in the JRPG sort of um, for everything tradi- you tradition, into basically is. And I'm a talking. Problem. I'm talking about you, Dragon Quest. Like you know, it's everything <laughs> you run into, even though in Dragon Quest, a lot of them you can see the enemies, so you can avoid them too, which is yeah. nice um, if you need to. But um, they don't waste your time, and they don't treat. I don't know, and just every little enemy just cracks me up. Like you know, at some point you get attacked by like an abstract painting, you know, and like, um, there's a, there's a angry hippie that attacks you and like, you know, just all these weird things. Just like in real life. Yeah. Just goofy. (laughs) (laughs) It's really goofy. And, um, you know, I don't know. And I had, I had a hard time not putting mother three in this. Sure. Um, and even in addition to, 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 uh, earthbound, because it's just, it's such a good game. Um, and that is a GBA Japanese only game, mm. but Nintendo refuses to even talk about it for, for America. Like they just never talk about it, even though it's brought up many, many times. Or if you're watching like AEW or WWE, you'll see posters in the background to this day that are like Nintendo localized mother three. Like it's oh like my gosh. The, the fans want it. And Nintendo just doesn't acknowledge it. 
and it's huh. really frustrating. So the fans translated it and they did this amazing mm. translation. They even did this like really cool. Um, oh, sorry. They did this really cool like strategy guide. Oh, that's funny. Like hardbound book full of like, um, I'm showing this uh, listeners. I'm showing this to Zach on the, my computer. <laughs> like, you know, hardbound with like this beautiful, like, beautifully designed, oh, and, like, wow. like down to like the claymation um, figures for each of the characters and enemies in the game. That's and it's wild. this awesome strategy guide uh, from Mother Three, and it's all fan done. You know, and huh. it's just like Nintendo just like ignored it all. But whatever. That's, That's sort of fine. incredible, though. That like the I don't know. Obviously, the the enjoyment is so solid there that you know that people got together to like <laughs> kind of solve the puzzle. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I kind of, so actually really Earth, uh, mother three should be on this list because I, those are the three RPGs. Um, uh, Chrono Trigger, Chrono mother, Trigger two, mother two or and, mother three. and then mother three that I sort of rotate. So like mm. one year I might play one and the other, you know, I just kind of go through those cause they're all just so incredible. Like just to this day, they hold up so well, like they really are perfect games. Mm. Um, yeah, they don't waste your time anyway. So I could talk for the rest of this podcast about any one of those, not to mention all three of them. But we got to um, get to those last. But well, we two. got the last couple ones that are pretty awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and they are both uh, the they are both not uh, JRPGs. They are both platform. Let's call them platform adventuring games. Uh, uh, definitely, one of them's a little more action than the other. But you know, let's start with Super Mario World. Super um, Mario World, yeah, this kind of closes out the Super Nintendo, uh, you know, sixteen bit uh, gaming era. Um, but you know, like Mario worlds have, or Mario has been through so many different things. Um, and, uh, this is the one you picked and, uh, you know, it's, it's the first, the first one of its kind for super Nintendo. It's the first 16 bit mm-hmm. one, but what is it about the, the world experience that was, you know, that like set it apart for you from like, from all the other ones, how did it make the cut and not like, let's say, uh super mario 3 can you give me like you know I think what, what, are the, I, what are the things about it i think the sheer um so, so mario 3 was a great game that introduced lots of different power-ups that was mm-hmm. like you know you had all these different worlds you could go to and um, they had the board game like world leveling over, yeah the overworld kind of thing and you could use mm-hmm. the whistles to get through them quicker and things like that and it was it's a solid game and it's really good um even too i really enjoyed with its quirkiness and it's sort of uh, I, I should say, I should um, clarify, that's the American 2, because the um, Super Mario 2 originally was like the basically more levels that was a yeah, lot it's harder. Yeah, harder, it's a yeah. harder Mario 1. You have, like, a, have you played it? I've only played a few levels from it. I think yeah. there was a collection that came out for Super Nintendo called Mario All-Stars that contained that's this right. title called Lost Levels, which was Mario 2. Mario 2 originally, and yeah. It has like more a few enemy variants that are a little bit harder. The levels of design were more complex. Well, and they have like one of the worst things is they have the um like the anti mushroom or something. It's like the yeah one yeah the poison the mushroom the poison mushroom that'll kill you. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Or, like, or, or it'll shrink you, you down. Yeah, it always like takes a life away or takes something away from so, you. So so all of those had their merits and they're really good. Um, yeah, but but kind of like with Zelda, you know, prior to those, prior to the Link to the Past, and then with um other games on my list where I feel like there's a, um, there's a moment in time where they perfect the, what they're trying to do with it. 
mm-hmm. and they simplify a, to an extent and they expand on other things. And, and so it's this diverse yet simple game. And so with Mario 3, you're heading that direction. But then they had so many um, different kind of wacky suits you could get. You know, you had your hammer suit. You had your tanuki suit. You had the <laughs> raccoon leaf, of course. Yeah, um, yeah. You had like uh, your fire, you had your frog, you had the boot, you know, that green boot you could jump the into. Boot, yeah. Cool. So you had all these things, the Hammer Brother one. Um, but it was just a lot and it was kind of like in certain moments too. And then Super Mario 3 or Super Mario World comes around and is like, hey, we're going to give you a companion. You got this little Yoshi dude you can like mm-hmm. ride with. And then you also get, you get a mushroom power up. You get your, you get your feather. I'm sorry, you get your mushroom, you get your fire flower. Yep. And then we get this new one called a feather, which allows you to get this awesome cape, which yeah. again, just the color combinations. You have primary colors, which are pleasing the eyes. You got yellow cape with like a red hat and like the blue overalls. So you're running through this, you know, world and then you can fly. Yeah. That that has a bit of a learning curve where it's like, how do I do this? Then once you do that, then there's a then there's a level of perfecting it. And like there's a yeah, bit of a strategy. That, like- Getting the float bubble right so that you can like float across a, you can uh, float, an area. You can keep doing the, wah, 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 you know, and, and pulling back. And, and you can even do it if you do it just fast enough, but not too fast. You can kind of climb. Kind of climb and you a can little even bit. Ascend, yeah. You know, and then you can do like the dive bomb. And so there's just a lot of like variety with that. But that's all your power ups, right? Like there's yeah. no other power. I mean, I guess there's a star power up. Um, and you have like the random ones, like the P balloon thing that blows up mario and has to kind of float you know oh it's like the yeah, p, yeah. p balloon or something it's like the letter p on it and it's like it, it like inflates mario so he like he looks like he looks like he's over inflated yeah and yeah he, and he float you know floats so i mean there's a couple of little things but they're just barely there so yeah it's really simplified again it goes yeah you have the overworld map um there's some interesting uh Level traversal stuff like the keys, switches, doors, yeah, the secret, the secret entrance exits to a lot of the things. Yep. So there's a little bit of like um, exploration is encouraged. Mm-hmm. So it's not just, um, it's not just playing the thing. And then once you beat a level, you can go back. And you yeah. Can go back as many times as you want to. So you can go and like farm for some lives in a certain area where you get lots of like. There's a, there's a level. Um, I want to say it's like the don't uh, the vanilla something at the very very top like when you go you go through the secret i think it's called vanilla secret you go into that like cave area and if you go to the left side and up there's like there's like three or four levels that eventually goes to an upper bridge yep and one of those up there there's just a slew of turtles in a row or koopas in a row koopa troopers and if you have if you if you kick the shell this perfect way and then run with it you just hit every single one of them and then like in one run you can get i think it's like 20 lives or something 15 lives it's oh like a gosh. good amount so it's a great little a you know place to farm <laughs> great place to farm for lives you know then there's like a little yep. and then the same thing there's another um there's like a power-up station like north of a of a of a ghost castle or I mean, a ghost house yeah um to the far left of the map and that's got like you know mushroom mushroom and then the middle one is yoshi and then another two power up blocks. So if you get Yoshi and you just keep going in there over and over and over, you just get a one up, you know? So just like little things like that. Lots of yeah. exploration, re- rewards for exploring. That's one of my biggest jams in games. Like reward me for exploring. Mm-hmm. I'm going to love that. And that's what Super Mario World does, you know? 
really great music of course again yeah gorgeous music music yeah so out of the Mario worlds like i mean mario 64 was very groundbreaking with the 3d it's but, really cool but super mario world just is better <laughs> holds up a little more yeah and and so it's funny because all of these games i've played other games m- multiple times as well like i've played mm-hmm. mario 64 a couple you know different times but mario world just sticks out as as a complete package one you know we're talking games that, that if I can't play any other game in the Mario series, I'd want to play this one more. Mm-hmm. So I think that right. brings us to our last one. Our last one, man. We've got, got a, a you've got a Mega Man game or Rockman as he's known in yeah in Land of the Rising Fund, but Mega Man is is kind of a unique uh, you know a unique difficulty in a lot of ways. I feel like it has. It has elements of all the other things that you've d- talked about. There's, you know, exploration, there's power up stuff. There's kind of like boss, uh, boss completion. And some boss fights can be made easier by getting, you know, powers in a certain sequence and stuff like that, or defeating bosses in a certain sequence. Right. But you know, all that stuff is important. Right. But like there are what, like eight primary Mega Man games before they shift over to the super Nintendo. So how right. did, why was Mega Man two such a big hit for you? What was what was it about the setup of the second game that was such a that's like left such a big impression? So I think I think it's really just when I played it and and it's a nostalgia factor as far as the Mega Man games go. Mm. Um, admittedly, I haven't played anything past probably like I don't know seven or something. Like I played a lot, almost all probably of the original NES ones. So mm-hmm. whatever that goes up to, I probably have played and I remember a lot of them, but. I really just played two over and over and over again. And it was probably, I think it was the first game that I officially beat on my own. Uh, and so that's, an, I remember that it was in November. It was around Thanksgiving. I like had gone to this grocery. I remember I had to go to the dentist and I wasn't happy about that. Cause I, I was they're gonna tell me I had to get braces. Uh, so they had these like spacers in my teeth and because of the spacers mm-hmm. in my teeth, I couldn't eat certain foods. So I was bummed. But my mom said I could play as much Nintendo as I wanted that day or weekend or something. And so I just played Mega Man two until I, until I beat it and it was hard. And I I remember again, it was the first game where I had to think about how to beat something because you had to beat Dr. Wiley with the bubble gun and the whole gameplay and prior playthroughs before of like, you know, getting close, but never beating it. I'd never understood what that stupid bubble gun was for Mm. the bubble, the bubble power or whatever. I was like, what is this? It doesn't do anything. It just falls. And I finally, after like trials and dying, and I mean, it is a boss rush at the end of that. And it is just brutal. And I finally get to him and I, I think I just accidentally, I happened to be up higher in the screen and Mm -hmm. I happened to cycle through the bubble one and shoot and it fell on him. And I saw it actually hurt him. And I was like, that's how you beat Dr. Wiley. Okay. And so I did it and I was just like, wow, that was incredible. Of course, no (laughs) one's there. Like my parents don't care, didn't care. My sisters didn't (laughs) care. Uh, But I just thought that was the coolest thing. Uh And it, and in retrospect, it's like there's a couple of reasons why it's there. One nostalgia and like, it's the first game that I remember having to kind of trial and error, think about it, be like, Oh man, what, you know, what is it that's not working? Um, but it's also the first it's when I think Nintendo hard as a, like mm. a sort of a phrase or like yeah, a scripter, yeah. like sure. Mega Man comes to mind and specifically two comes to mind. Like it is, they are just brutal games that don't, you know, they don't care about you 
And, you know, there, there's a lot of it's like trial and error. Like you're going to die in yeah, this area yeah. first and then you're going to learn, you yeah. know, like the, the disappearing platforms and, you know, oh, certain, yeah. <laughs> certain, certain bosses that are just impossible to beat with certain weapon combinations, you know, and then yeah. and you have to re- remember and kind of trial and error and figure out which order to do the bosses in to make it easier on you. Um, right. Uh, so stuff like that, you know, infectious sound, uh, soundtrack, of course, gets in your head. Um, so yeah, there's just a lot to like about it, even though, even though they're kind of unfair at times, like they're still really polished. Uh, I mean, for, for the time, but yeah. you know, when people, when I, you know, go back to one of my other favorite games of all time, dark souls, like when people talk about it being quote unquote, Nintendo hard, I'm like, I don't know, man, Mega Man's a little more punishing, like <laughs> that last even more unforgiving. Like, cause there's no like save points, you know, there's no saving like per se, like you don't, I think. They is, the it, is there a password back, system there might have been the dot system by then i'm I not sure though. maybe but even then i but even I, then yeah even then i think for the last level you had to beat all of the bosses, bosses in a row again, right in in a row yeah. and then you had to fight wily that, and i don't understand how i did it it's just trope too like yeah. <laughs> like you get through beating the bosses and then the game saves the bosses for you to fight again, again at the end yeah so it's like boss rush here you know yeah i mean it's, that's what shadow Colossus basically is as a whole is a, it's a boss Just rush, boss game, rush. <laughs> yeah but it's so well done you know yeah um but yeah it's it's you know it's it's one of it's like what it's one of the games that i first played at my i remember playing at my cousin's house like he had a nintendo and i was like oh what's this and it was that he had he had um of course mario one and duck hunt but he had Mega Man two he had um, pro wrestling which was like such a horrible game but i had to own i mean i own it still and he had little nemo uh, oh, dream, yeah, dream, dream master dream master yeah which also like almost made it on this list as far as like my my like last one there yeah but, that's a that's um, an interesting deep cut yeah little nemo dream master really like it's that's a great game too mm-hmm. um, again talk about nintendo hard like that is some that is a very challenging hard game, game. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, those are my games, man. Well, it's an insane list. And uh, just to recap, I'll just like go through them. Like it was Witcher three, death stranding, red dead, redemption Two, stardew Valley, bloodborne, Lisa, the painful dark souls, minecraft, elder scrolls, Morrowind, fallout one, shadow, of the Colossus, metal gear, solid three, GTA, vice city, silent hill, two, Castlevania, symphony of the night, chrono trigger, earthbound, Zelda, A Link to the Past, Super Mario World, and Mega Man 2. And mm-hmm. I tell you what, if I was, if I had to, this is easily like, this is a great list for anybody who's looking for, you know, like just some, just some absolute bangers. There's not a title on here that I wouldn't absolutely also enjoy uh, in you know, as experiences, I think this is really cool. And, you know, like you talking about each of the, the elements that really stuck out for you and the things that like trap them for you emotionally and also like mechanically. Um, I think it really like, I think it just like kind of tells you about the heart that goes into a lot of the game production. Cause yeah. one thing that is a big threat about all these, all these games are very much about, um, very much about like teaching mastery, teaching, teaching exploration, um, opening you up to like different variations on kind of like similar themes. There's a lot of like, um, there's kind of like this, like 
what, what do you call it? Like not unraveling, but like you're following these threads and the game, like it, it gives you little pieces. All these games, they give you like little pieces at first, but then when you tug on them, you get like a whole bunch of things. Yeah. Um, they've got just endless replayability. They all have uh, a tremendous amount of variety of mechanics and uh, different like, you know, you've got a lot of lows and highs in all of these games, yeah, certainly no, yeah. either purely from the mechanical perspective or from the stories. Right. Um, so I, it's, uh, it's a good, it's a really dope lineup, man. Um, Thank happy you. to be trapped with your, with your, uh, desert list here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anytime. And thank you for, um, walking us through, uh, you know, uh, the first list and this one. Um, oh, yeah, it's, sure. you know, like, it's really cool to hear like what what it is about these that make them so great for you and how they're uh, connected to you. And the fact that you like, you know, like you're saying, like some of these are so amazing that you still play them yeah, yeah. on, you know, with uh, with relish. So that's really cool. But um, yeah. And thank you again for giving us time to talk to you about it. Like, of course. Yeah. Yeah, it's a deep dive. It's a, not not an easy thing <laughs> to like. No, go it is. It's 20. It's funny because like you 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 bring up one game that I know even a little bit about or have any sort of feeling towards. And I could talk about it, you know, for hours. And Mm -hmm. we, we often have just in our personal lives, you and I, um, we'll talk about a game for a long time. Absolutely. So when you said 20 games, I was like, Oh yeah, that's easy. And then, you know, (laughs) you actually write, start writing them down. You're like, well, wait, no, but that game, but I love these games too. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. it's hard just to narrow it down. And then when you tell, you know, when you have to explain why would that be, better than you know the other zeldas like why is that one zelda yeah. stick out to you you know then it's like whoa what why why does it stick out to me yeah. um it's a it's, it's a great exercise to really step back and be like yeah why do i want to play this every year why why do i mm-hmm. go about my daily life doing something that has no relation to this game right now but it pops in my head mm-hmm. you know and that's what happens with all of these games and some others but like these come up more often than not, you know, it's more of a mm-hmm. numbers game. I, th- I feel like, like how many times do I think about silent Hill randomly while I'm washing the dishes? <laughs> that makes no sense, but yeah, yeah, it does. And I think about it and it might be, you know, something I'm listening to that just kind of sounds like it, you know, that had that, that soundtrack or something. And it's, mm-hmm. it's little things that, or it's just, I don't know, it's something lasting. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, it seems like you've got a good mix of, and you said it in a lot of the questions I asked and how you responded, like a, a lot of your responses were, there's this like mixture of nostalgia for some, some parts of it is mm-hmm. nostalgia, right? Uh, or it's this fresh experience, or it's just something about like the storytelling or the, like I was saying, like kind of like the unwrapping of the, pro- of the, you know, the mystery box, so to speak, right, like right. as much as I don't like to borrow uh, <laughs> JJ's, uh, uh um storytelling uh like lost mechanic yeah <laughs> the there there is this mystery these mystery boxes actually have like you know they're they're they know what they're doing they have oh, like yeah. an end goal for all of them yeah so yeah. the fact that you get to like you know sort of like unwrap these really uh elegantly designed uh russian dolls and you know peer into each one of them and get the get the prize out of them is just i don't know it's just really it's really cool. I feel it's really balanced. Um, and, uh, yeah, like it would be interesting to come back to this in a decade and see like if, if any of these have been dethroned, Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot that's, you know, on the horizon, but I, I don't know. I think even, even this time capsule definitely feels uh, timeless. And if you've played games in the past two years, 
alone, like how many times have we been disappointed with what seemed to be the X killer or, you know, uh, the next best open world or RPG or, you know, insert game genre. Yeah. This is going to be the defining blah, blah, blah. And and then we're like, well, you know what? It didn't beat this one. Super Mario world still is on top, you know, it's like, (laughs) or whatever it is, you know, yeah. The first dark Souls still is the best dark souls. I'm sorry. It is like (laughs) dark Souls three is good, but uh, yeah. So it it, it will be interesting to see what holds up and, Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah thanks for letting me prompting me to do this This, that was cool no that's a good it's it's a lot of fun um and uh thank you dear listener for uh hanging with us and uh coming to the end of this journey uh and uh if you know if you've got any uh comments or if you've got some suggestions or if you've got a favorite 20 you should uh, hit us up at uh between at between players on twitter probably the best place to let us know what what you would put on your uh sort of desert island most most favorites um but yeah thank you again uh for tuning in with us on your podcatcher and uh yeah just keep playing yeah